Ciao a tutti, benvenuti o bentornati a Learn Italian for Travel. Sono Danielle e oggi parlo dell'imperfetto. Vi racconto una storia del passato, del mio passato, che usa molti verbi nell'imperfetto. Ci sono anche i verbi nel passato prossimo e vi spiego la differenza, va bene? Hello everybody, welcome or welcome back to Learn Italian for Travel. I'm Danielle and today I'm going to talk about the imperfect. I'm going to tell you a story of my past and there will be verbs in the imperfect as well as the present perfect and I'll explain to you the difference and when to use which. So let's compare the imperfect with the present perfect so you understand when you're going to use one and when you're going to use the other. This is pretty tricky in Italian um, and it might take you a while to get really comfortable choosing the tense that you're supposed to use. So just be patient with yourself and um, keep trying and have fun with it. I think that's, that's really important. The present perfect, as I've said in the previous podcast, is used to describe events that happened and finished in the past. So, for example, yesterday I went to the store, ieri sono andata al mercato, uh, something like that. Uh, due ore fa ho mangiato una pizza, two hours ago I ate a pizza. The action happened and it ended. So this contrasts with the imperfect which describes events in the past that either happened over a long period of time, happened repeatedly over and over again, happened as you're explaining a scene or setting a stage or telling a story, but it wasn't something that happened and ended, it was describing the setting. The imperfect is also used to say age in the past. It's used to describe people's physical characteristics, emotional states in the past. So using adjectives to describe how people were in the past. It's used to describe weather. It's also used to tell time in the past. And you might sometimes encounter a situation where two events are happening in the past and they're paralleling each other and so both of those verbs were, would be in the imperfect. Per esempio, studiavo mentre lei ascoltava la musica. I was studying while she was listening to music. So both of them were sort of ongoing or happening at the same time. Um, you might also encounter an, an action that was happening when another action interrupted it and so the action that was ongoing would be in the imperfect and the interrupting action would be in the present perfect. Per esempio, guardavo la tv quando lui è entrato. I was watching tv when he entered. So the entering is the interrupting action, the watching tv is the continuous action. So hopefully that clarifies when to use which, you'll find that you use both of them a lot. Um, so you're kind of just having to, in your mind as you're, as you're speaking and, and processing all of this, thinking about is, does it fit with the rules that I just described or was it an action that happened and ended, which would mean that you would use the present perfect. 
I'm going to give you the vocabulary used in this story and then we're going I'm going to tell the story just as I've done in the past podcasts. I do want to say about the imperfect before I give you the vocabulary that I think it's the easiest tense in Italian because there aren't very many irregular verbs. In the present tense there are a ton of irregular verbs. The present perfect has a ton of irregular past participles, but in the imperfect there are only four irregular verbs. And those verbs are essere, dire, bere, and fare. So essere, as we know, is a verb to be. And so in the imperfect, the conjugations are io ero, tu eri, lui le era, noi eravamo, voi eravate, loro erano. And that is the most common, I think, of, of all the verbs that you're going to use in the imperfect. You're going to use essere the most. So you really want to memorize those conjugations. Fare is probably the second most used irregular verb out of those four that I just told you. So the conjugations are io facevo, tu facevi, lui le faceva, noi facevamo, voi facevate, loro facevano. So I want to point out the noi conjugations where the accent falls. So I said eravamo, facevamo, so the accent is going to be on that a in the amo, always, in the imperfect. And in the loro conjugation, the accent is going to be on the vowel that falls before the anno ending. Per esempio, erano or facevano. So the other two irregular verbs are dire and bere, dire to say or tell. So the conjugations are io dicevo, tu dicevi, lui le diceva, noi dicevamo, voi dicevate, loro dicevano. Molto bene. E l'ultimo verbo è bere. Io bevevo, I drank or I was drinking. Tu bevevi, lui le beveva, noi bevevamo, voi bevevate, loro bevevano. So I went through those really fast um, because I don't want this podcast to be too long um, and I still haven't introduced the vocabulary for the story. So the imperfect endings are vo, vi, va, vamo, vate, vanno. So what you do is you just drop the final re of the verb in the infinitive and replace it with those formulaic endings. So if it's the eo, i, the ending is vo, if it's the tu, it's vi. If it's lui, le, it's va. If it's noi, it's vamo. Voi is vate. And loro is vanno. So that's it. Super easy. And so now I'll give you the vocabulary from the story. And we'll start with verbs in the imperfect form. So I'll say it twice in Italian. And you'll have time to repeat after me. And then I'll define it for you in English. Il primo verbo, erano, erano, they were. Poi, volevo, volevo, I wanted. Aveva, 
aveva. He had or she had. Volevano. Volevano. They wanted. Era. Era. It was. Faceva. Faceva. He was doing or she was doing, but in this case, in the story, I'm talking about weather and we use fare with certain weather expressions. And so that is what the verb fare is used for here. Cera. Cera. There was. And the cera is the imperfect of che, which is there is. So it's written with a C apostrophe and then era but it sounds like it's one word. Mangiavamo. Mangiavamo. We were eating or we ate. So the imperfect can be translated as either of those things. I was doing this thing, you were doing this thing, or if it's a continuous action that happened, it just translates as I did this thing. Um, in this case, that's what the translation is. Mangiavamo, we ate. Ci piaceva. Ci piaceva. So the translation, when you use this verb, isn't we liked this thing. It's this thing was pleasing to us. So it's sort of backwards. Caminavamo. Caminavamo. We walked or we were walking. Ci divertivamo. Ci divertivamo. We had fun or we were having fun. And that is a reflexive verb, but it's in the imperfect. Va bene. Okay, so now we're going to go on to the verbs in the present perfect. There aren't very many in this story, but you'll hear the contrast when you listen to it. Il primo verbo nel passato prossimo è Siamo partiti. Siamo partiti. We departed. So if you remember from the podcast about the casa di essere, the house of essere, when you see the past participle and the end is an I, that means that what, who you're talking about is masculine and plural. And so in this case, siamo partiti, it was a group of men and women. We departed. Siamo arrivati. Siamo arrivati. That as well is a group of, of mixed people, men and women, who arrived. We arrived. And both of those verbs are in the, the house of essere, la casa di essere. One for arriving in the door, the other for leaving or departing out the other door. Abbiamo mangiato. Abbiamo mangiato. We ate. The verb mangiare utilizes avere as the helping verb in the present perfect. And so the past participle ending just stays in an O, even though we're talking about a group of people. We ate. Siamo andati a trovare. Siamo andati a trovare. We went to see. 
Trovare means to find, but when you use it with the verb andare, you're saying you're going to see. Instead of using the verb vedere, you say trovare, going to visit. And that verb as well utilizes essere as a helping verb, and so the andati ending is masculine plural. Abbiamo passato. Abbiamo passato. We spent. So when passare is used with avere as a helping verb in the present perfect, it means that you spent time. You don't use the verb spendere, to spend, to spend time. You use spendere to spend money. L'ultimo verbo nel passato prossimo è è stato. È stato. It was. It was, and you'll hear in the story that it was something that happened and ended, and that's why it's in the present perfect. Va bene, l'ultimo gruppo delle parole, the last group of words are words that are either nouns or adjectives or phrases that are important. The first one, il primo, è ne. Ne. Ne can mean different things. In this story, I'm using it to describe a quantity. So ne would be used to substitute a noun when, and the meaning would be of them. Per esempio, if I asked you, how old are you? Quanti anni hai? You could say, ho oh, 25 anni. I am 25 years old. I have 25 years. Or you could say, ne ho 25. Ne ho 25. So what that ne stands for or replaces is anni but it goes in front of the whole phrase and you're saying, I have 25 of them and the of them are years. Ne is also used idiomatically in many phrases in Italian and it doesn't translate to of them. It's just part of the, the phrase and maybe I'll do a podcast on that someday. La prossima parola è, the next word is, mai, mai. My means never. And I'll talk about the phrase that it's used in right now instead of putting it in a different category because it's, it's the only one that's actually in this tense. It's in the, what's called the trapassato prossimo, which is the past perfect. And the past perfect translates to had, had done something. The sentence I use in the story is non erano mai andati, non erano mai andati and it translates to, they had never gone. And so that my, if you say never, in either the present perfect or the past perfect, it's going to be placed right in the middle of the conjugation of essere or avere and the past participle. They had never been, non erano mai andati. La prossima parola è pomeriggio, pomeriggio. Such a fun word to say. It means afternoon. Faticoso. Faticoso. Tiring. Poi, almeno. Almeno. At least. The next phrase is really fun. I really enjoy saying it. It is un sacco. Un sacco literally means a sack, but it's used to mean a lot. 
You can also use molto, you can use tanto, which is a little bit more than molto, but un sacco is just, the translation is, is a lot. But it's, it's, it's not a bag. It is just a lot of whatever it is you're talking about. Poi, saporito. Saporito. Flavorful. Quindi. Quindi. Therefore. Un paio. Un paio is a pair, but here in the story I said un paio di giorni. And so if I'm saying a pair of days, the translation is a couple of days. L'ultima parola, the last word, dappertutto. Dappertutto. Everywhere. I love that word too. Va bene, siete pronti per la storia? Okay, eccola. Quando i miei figli erano giovani, volevo portarli in Italia. Mio figlio aveva undici anni e mia figlia ne aveva nove. Siccome i miei genitori non erano mai andati in Italia, anche loro volevano venire con noi. Era l'inizio d'estate e erano le due del pomeriggio quando siamo partiti per Milano. Come sapete, il viaggio è lungo e faticoso e quando siamo arrivati a Milano eravamo molto stanchi. Faceva caldo a Milano e c'era il sole. La prima cosa che abbiamo mangiato era il gelato e ogni giorno dopo ne mangiavamo almeno due. Ci piaceva un sacco perché era fresco e saporito. Siamo andati a trovare la nostra famiglia in Toscana e i miei amici in Veneto e in Emilia-Romagna. I miei genitori volevano andare a Roma, quindi abbiamo passato un paio di giorni anche lì. Camminavamo dappertutto, mangiavamo bene e ci divertivamo tutti i giorni. È stato un grande viaggio che ricorderemo sempre. La fine. The end. Short and sweet, with many uses of the imperfect there. I forgot to define ricorderemo, ricorderemo, we will remember, and that is in the future tense, talking about that we will always remember that trip. I hope that you were able to understand the story. I hope that you enjoyed it. Listen to it as many times as you need to, just to get it down. And I hope you're repeating after me as I'm giving you all the vocabulary. And I hope that you're enjoying learning Italian, studying, having fun. Maybe you're getting ready for a trip to Italy. So if you are, I wish you buon viaggio e buono studio e grazie mille. Arrivederci. Ciao.